Welcome to Wisdom from the Word of God, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Owen Butler, endeavoring to reconnect people with God. In the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 24, uh, starting at verse 1, you will find these words. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly I say to you, not one stone shall be left here among an, upon another that shall not be thrown down. Hmm. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming? Hmm. And of the end of the age. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Saints of God, I want to talk to you from the thought. These things must come to pass. These things must come to pass. Amen. Thank you for standing for the reading of God's word. Amen. This particular chapter, amen, first of all, um, to introduce uh, once again to some and to present again to others uh, the meaning and the purpose of this gospel. This gospel was written by the Apostle Matthew, amen, and it was written to portray Jesus as king, Jesus as king. But in the 24th chapter, the 24th chapter has a contingent, if you will, of prophecy. What we find here is that the disciples asked some questions that were more complex than I believe than they really understood. So this particular chapter becomes a little difficult to interpret because Jesus actually answered their questions, but I believe the context at which they were asking them, his answers transcend. Amen? Uh, One of the reasons why um, today um, I feel led to deal with this particular passage is uh, the issues that we have at hand, amen, in our own country. And the words that I have been hearing, amen, from Christian and non-Christian 
about where we are in the human timeline. Uh, there are some saying today, well, this is it. Iran doesn't play, and so since we are fired on them, this may be the end of the world. Amen. It could be. Amen. But I want to um, talk to the Christian family, especially New Zion, not about what folk think, but what Jesus said. Amen. Because it's, it's one thing for folk to give their opinions. It's another thing, Sister Janelle, to hear what Jesus said. Amen. Amen. And so in this context, Jesus talks about war. Amen. And he talks about some other things that are pertinent to us as well as it was pertinent to those who lived in the first century A.D. Amen. So in this context, we find Jesus, amen, and his disciples at the temple. Uh, first century A.D., amen, Jesus is actually preparing, amen, soon that he will be going to the cross. Because if you remember, amen, his ministry, when he began his ministry was for three years. But now he is down in Jerusalem, and so we know that soon, amen, he will be on his way to the cross. Well. Amen. And so here in verse uh, 1 of chapter 24, we see that Jesus uh, was coming out of uh, the temple. Amen. And his disciples came up to him to show him all of the buildings of the temple. Amen. So you can imagine around the temple, it wasn't just the temple, but other ancillary buildings. And they were wonderful creations. Amen. And they were those that made the eyes of the disciples pop. Amen. Because if you read the, the uh, parallel passage in Mark, you find that the disciples was like, Jesus, look at these buildings. Ain't these some beautiful buildings? Look at how wonderful they are and how many they are. So they were astounded by the architecture and the, and the, uh, the buildings that were there around the temple. Amen. But what I like about my master, my Lord and Savior, that he cuts past the superficial. He cuts across beauty. Amen. And he gets to the crux of the matter. I don't know about you, Bible readers, but when you read how Jesus responds to many questions and how he goes along in his ministry, a lot of times he short circuits the small talk. Amen. Jesus gets to the crux of the matter when the rubber meets the road. Amen. And so Jesus, in his normal fashion, Sister V, he does it again. While they are awestruck, amen, while they are astounded and marveling at the wonderful architecture and the number of buildings and the superstructures that are around in their presence as they are around the temple, they even believe that Jesus should be as excited about it as they are. Well. Amen. But y'all know Jesus, amen, knows everything about these and those things that were to come as well. He saw the more important issue that it was surrounding these buildings and the people who was also dwelling in them. Amen? When you look at the text, notice how Jesus answers in verse 2. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? 
Now, Jesus is asking another question about things. Not the same things that they're looking at with the building, but he's looking at some other things. Let's see what he's talking about here. He says, assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. So I don't know about you, but I try to uh, put myself in uh, that context. If I was a disciple and I'm saying, Master, Master, come here, come here, look at these wonderful buildings. Oh, look at these wonderful structures. Aren't they awesome? And then the master tells me, yeah, but do you see the fact that they're all going to be destroyed? So then at that time, I'd have to take a big gulp because that's not what I expected him to say. But isn't that the truth with Jesus? A lot of times we expect Jesus to say one thing in our lives and Jesus says another. See, we want what we want, but that's not necessarily what Jesus wants. See, the Lord talked to us before in the book of Isaiah chapter 55 when he said that my thoughts are not your thoughts. That my ways are not your ways. (laughs) As high as the heavens is from the earth (laughs) is my thoughts from your thoughts and my ways from your ways. And see, that's what messes up humanity. Because we just can't understand why a loving God would do this or a loving God would do that. But we're trying to interpret God in our finite context and we're trying to interpret an infinite God inside of a finite mindset. There's no way you can get your head around God because we're not big enough. But what we have to do is listen to the Lord and stop trying to overthink what the Lord is thinking and find out what the Lord is thinking by him telling us what he thinks. See, there's too many opinions out here when the word will tell us exactly what the Lord wants us to know. Amen. And so when we look at the text, he tells them that uh, this whole area is going to be blown away. He's telling them that there's not going to be one stone here that's not going to be torn down. So get a good look right now because this won't be always. And you know, if you look back over uh, the history of nations, amen, that almost every nation, amen, and I would contend that every nation has risen and fallen. No matter how powerful they were in their day, they have fallen. Rome, the most powerful dynasty, amen, during its time, amen, had control of province after province all throughout the world. But it failed. It did not fall because some exterior enemy rose up and destroyed it. No, it failed because it destroyed itself. Uh, Are y'all tracking with me today? And I contend today that our worst enemy is not Iran. 
Our worst enemy is not Iraq. Well. Our worst enemy is not Afghanistan. Well. Our worst enemy is not Russia. Mm. Our worst enemy is not China. Mm. Our worst enemy is not any other country except the United States itself. Because the problem comes when a people turn their back on God. And we are living in a time now that our country has really turned their back on God. And usually what we've seen in the Old Testament is that when people turn their back on God, when his own people disobeyed him, they started fighting amongst themselves. See, we talked about this in, uh, in, in our Sunday school about um, Solomon's son, Rehoboam, amen, that during his time, of course, he turned his back on God, and then the folks started fighting amongst one another until they were fighting so much that the nation split. And the power of Israel was never the same after that. And bit by bit, person by person, Area by area, the nation of Israel was destroyed. They did not even have a nation state, amen, after that destruction of both the northern and the southern kingdoms eventually, amen. The northern kingdom never was established again. The southern kingdom went into exile for 70 years. Then they came back. But then in the New Testament, they get destroyed again. And it was 1948 since the first century A.D. before the nation of Israel became a nation state again. And even now, as a nation state, they are still grappling and still fighting over whether the land that they're on is actually their land or Palestinian land. They still don't have solid footing even today. And it all started out of disobedience and infighting that split their country. So I say that as a warning, amen, in the United States as well. Because this little skirmish that's beginning to start up between us and Iran is showing Not so much about what's going on against the U.S. and Iran, but what's going on in our own country. See, I'm always more concerned about in the house than out of the house. Amen. Because when our own people are divided, then a house that is divided cannot what? Stand. So our first prayer should be for prayer of unity of our own country. Because kingdom after kingdom has fallen for that very same reason, because the house was divided. And it's a crying shame when even Christians are divided. And they're not divided over the word of God, but they're divided over political positioning. They're divided over being Democrats and over Republicans. The Christian Republicans don't like the Democrat Republicans. I mean, the Democrat Christians and all of this division, amen, and a house divided cannot stand. And it was clear even in this time, amen, that the people were divided. 
Because there were the Pharisees, amen, and the Sadducees and the scribes who were against those of the way. See, it wasn't called Christianity back in these days. They called it the way. And the way were those who followed the way of Jesus Christ. A house divided cannot stand. So then Jesus uh, goes on. We see in verse 3 that now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us. When will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Very good questions that needed to be asked. Amen. I think more of Christians in modern day uh, uh, times should ask these same questions. I'm concerned that we're not asking the questions, but we're giving our own opinion. Too many voices out here, but there's really only one authority and one voice, and it's the voice of the Lord. So Jesus has already given us what he wants us to know about the end times. Amen. But we are not satisfied with what the Lord says, so therefore we have to interject our own opinion. But I contend today, and I is my prayer for at least this body right here at New Zion, that we consult the Lord instead of our own opinions, instead of the pundits, instead of the wise ones, the prognosticators. No, consult the Lord, because he's the only one who really knows when the end will be. Amen. And so they asked two questions. But as I said earlier, they, they probably saw it in a smaller context in which it really was. And so Jesus answers the question, but I bet they were scratching their heads. Here's why I say this. They asked the first question, tell us when these things will be. Now they're referring to when will this be that the temple will be broken down and that no stone will be unturned? When? Will this be? Then Jesus answered and said, the first thing he told him is he said, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. Uh, We know even in our own context, even in our own American context, there have been those who have put themselves up as being the Christ, amen, as being the anointed one, amen. You can go back to David Koresh and then go back to Jim Jones and you got the Kool-Aid, amen. You got all of these folks that are following folks who put themselves in the position of Christ, They know everything. They know when God is coming back. They know all of these things. Amen. And there will be much deception. Lives have been lost. Amen. In the compound in Waco. Amen. As well over this deception. But Jesus is talking about this in the first century A.D. We're talking about things that's happened in the 20th century. So along the way, there has been many deceptions, and there would even be deceptions during the time at which the disciples lived. But he said, be warned, don't be deceived. Because he's getting ready to let them know how things are going to transpire. And until these things transpire, I haven't come back. (laughs) 
Amen. It's not me. Amen. And so when we look at the text, it says, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. Hmm. Every time, amen, a war breaks out, mankind says, I believe this is it. Today we're saying this is going to be World War III. Maybe, maybe not. Because the text says, there will be wars and rumors of wars. Now, now, when we think about this, there have been a lot of wars since Jesus said what he's saying here. We are 2,000 years down the road, and Jesus still hadn't come back. But there has been what? Wars? and rumors of wars. Even during the uh, time that President Obama was in office, we may not think about it that much, but war was going on then as well. He didn't start any wars, but he he was put over and in charge of two wars. When President Obama uh, became our president, we had two wars going on. One war, the U.S. and Iraq, that wasn't over yet. Amen. So that one went on in 2011. And don't forget the whole Osama bin Laden issue and all of that that started in 2001 because of the bombing and, and destruction of the World Trade Center. Amen. The Twin Towers. That war was also during his watch. But guess what? That war is still going on. We don't think about it that much, and the news don't talk about it, but the war is not over. We still are in a war with Afghanistan. One of my classmates, amen, he went back, uh, he went from reserves and went back full time, and he ended up getting deployed, amen, back to Afghanistan. And we would talk and he would tell me of the skirmishes and the fighting that was going on in Afghanistan. But to us, you know, we kind of hear a little bit, but we didn't really think much about it. But he said, no, there's a war going on over here. And young men are being killed and folks are being killed and bombs are going off over here. No, there's still a war going on. So there will be wars and rumors of wars. Now we're at another point to where we got a war going on that we don't talk much about in Afghanistan. Now the rumor of another war potentially starting with Iran. But that's how it's supposed to be. Jesus is saying these things so that we're not alarmed. Things are supposed to be this way. There shall be wars and rumors of wars. And that doesn't necessarily mean that this is the end. But there's a reason why Jesus 
is telling the disciples that, and by extension, he's telling us. Well, Look at the text. He says, see that you are not troubled. The reason why he says that is because he don't want us to panic. It's going to be like this. There's not, and there's not one thing that any of us can do. So we might as well settle down because there is nothing we can do. Jesus has said there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. Now, what is the other thing that Jesus is getting at here when he says for us not to panic? Because he doesn't want us to forget about the job we're here to do. Our job is not here to start and stop wars. Our job is here to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Our job is to reach those with the gospel of Jesus Christ that men, women, boys, and girls might be saved. We are on the battlefield for the Lord. Are are y'all tracking with me right now? There's a war going on there too, but it's in the spirit. There are men and women, boys and girls dying every day without the Savior. Are going to a place called Sheol, a burning place, waiting on their judgment to go to the lake of fire and brimstone. Yes, that's a war going on, but that war is even more catastrophic than any war that any missile, any drone, any nuclear bomb could happen because these souls will go to an everlasting torment. There is a war going on, but Jesus is like, you stay focused because the war that's going on in the spirit that I have called you to, you got to stay on the battlefield for me. Amen? Amen. So we look at the text. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. It's not over yet. And then he says, if you're not clear yet about what I'm saying, Jesus says in verse 7, and and we're going to probably take a few weeks to completely finish this thought, amen, but we're going to at least deal with this portion today. And that is, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there will be famines pestilences and earthquakes in various places so we're going to stop right there amen on today and we're going to unpack verse 7 but if the Lord wills we're going to come back on subsequent days and deal with the rest of this particular passage because Jesus has more to say. So first here in verse 7, for nation will rise against nation. Nations are going to fight for selfish reasons. Everybody's selfish because selfishness is part of the sin DNA. Sometimes they're fighting over oil. Sometimes they're fighting over land. But they're always fighting over something. Amen. Palestine and Israel fighting over land. Afghanistan and the United States. Partially, supposedly the World Trade Center, but also over oil. 
The Iraqis in the United States, oil. Amen. They're always fighting over something. Land, oil, religion. Amen. Something. So fighting will always be, and it will be, nation against nation. But then he says also, it'll be kingdom against kingdom. And this will include the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of this world. Never forget that you and I, even though we're not suited up and we don't have guns and we're not in tanks, we're in a war, y'all. We're in a war for the lives of men, women, boys, and girls, just as it is in the physical world, we're in the spiritual. And we got to suit it up. Put on the whole armor of God. For in this evil day, amen, you got to defend yourself against the wiles of the devil. Because he sends fiery darts to destroy you. Amen. But we're on the battlefield to reach those who are on their way to a burning hell and divert them and save them. Amen. To reach them with the gospel so that Jesus can save their souls, that they can either turn around and go on their way to heaven instead of on their way to hell. This is serious business, y'all. Amen. So let us not get deceived and let us not get distracted. Because we are in a war ourselves, and our war is for not just time, but also eternity. Amen? And you know what? There are some signs that also come as the end is coming, but it's still not yet. There will be famines. Amen? There will be places where... They don't have food, amen. There there will be places where folks are starving, amen. There'll be places where there used to be plentiful crops, but now they have none and folks are dying in the streets. But the time is not yet. There'll be times when there are pestilences. In other words, there'll be times when there are plagues. There'll be times where disease will run rampant, amen, like AIDS have run rampant through Africa, amen, as well as in the United States, amen. There will be times when plagues hit, but the time is not yet. And you look and there will be earthquakes in various places. So what the master is saying to us is there will be natural disasters. Amen. Uh, uh, high Richter scale uh, earthquakes on the coast. Amen. Hurricanes down in Florida and down the coast. And things being destroyed. Typhoons. Amen. Whirlwinds. Uh, tsunamis. And all of these things will be. And Jesus said, but the time is not yet. We have seen many of those things that have been catastrophic and destroyed many, thousands into the millions, but Jesus still hasn't come back yet. But those are signs, amen, that the time is coming, but the time is not yet. But saints of God, as I close in this particular portion of this scripture, I want to remind us to stay focused, to be prayerful, for the conflicts that we have outside of the country, but also, and more importantly, be prayerful for the conflicts inside. Continue to pray for the souls of those who are dying, amen, who think they are living. 
The ones today who are sitting in the back cracking open 40s, amen, cussing and fussing and don't know that they're in a ferry wheel on their way on a slippery slope into the bed of hell. Praying for those that they might have ears to hear and hearts to receive the word of God. Because even in the day of Jesus, amen, they rejected his message. So they will reject ours, but that should not stop us. Because guess what? We're in a war. Amen? Amen. We're going to stop right there, amen. But at this time, we're going to open up the doors of the church. Amen. There may be somebody here who needs to get to know the Lord. And the Lord has been calling and calling. The invitation has been sent. He who died on that old rugged cross and was there from the third to the ninth hour and died for the sins of the world, who was buried and rose on that third day morning with all power in his hand. He says, come. He said, whosoever will, let him come. For God demonstrated his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. And he says, come. No matter what you did yesterday, come. Whether you did a lot of good or a lot of bad, come. Come to Jesus right now. Come unto Yo! Yeah. 